The Off the Huzzle Podcast would like to thank all their sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, Last Mountain Distillery, Molson Coors, Rubber Co., and Cutter and Buck Canada. Now, it's time for your starting lineup. The pro hockey player, Turner Ripplinger. The golf insider, Tori Coglin. The original co-host, Troy Koser. And your host, Drew Koser. Now, sit back and enjoy the podcast, Off the Hosel. Alrighty, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off the Hosel, episode 127. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host, joined by Tori Coglin, as always. He's down in Alabama. Uh, no rep, he's in Edmonton right now at the World Juniors. Troy's working, shocker. Uh, great guest on today, though. We took a hiatus last week. I was a little busy. Tori's busy. Um, just, we're all busy. So, yeah, but we're back, though, for episode 127, Off the Hosel. We ain't going nowhere what's up tory how are we much big shooter oh the old uh the the royal regina men's night champ over here oh yeah i'm goodness gracious you're you're starting a dynasty over there from the sounds of it yeah i'm I'm playing pretty good right now honestly like probably the best i've played you know like my whole life just consistency the boys are gonna kick you out uh, uh no it is no <laughs> i have to work hard for those ones but you know who are the big who are the other big fellows over there uh well jason galan noller never heard of him uh yeah and so sean jason uh matterchuk hardcourt marcia marcia like it, the list is unbelievable like yeah, there's gracious it's wild so like that's what one thing i love about the men's night the royal though is that every wednesday it, it, it's at a tournament I mean, especially if you're a player, like you're, you're like you're playing to win, which I love. So, yeah, it, it, it's pretty sweet. You should come down to it. Yep, your your navigation still sucks. <laughs> I'd be coming oh, yeah, up. Coming up. Sorry, come up. Uh, okay, yeah. Before we go any further, we gotta mention that this is, you know, the pre-show is brought to you by Rubberco. It was founded in 2021, made a hundred percent recycled tires, and has tons to offer. We offer rubber parking blocks, speed bumps, gym flooring, matting, and now our new hockey devices. Check out the website at www.rubberco.com and follow us on social media at rubber.co. You can call as well, 306-541-9840. Everyone out there, think with your head and choose the right rubber. Man, I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. We just laid down some rubber in our dressing room. Man, it looks pretty sick. Like it's going in Monday for a full install, but starting tonight or yesterday, it looks pretty sick, man. Like it looks but, cool. So if you right. have a dressing room or you have a home gym, this is not, like, like just call us. Like rubber code, like they're the place. I'll be honest. It's pretty sweet. Are they going to skate faster? Uh, no, they were going to look sweeter though. Coming out now. Okay. It's sick. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, uh, Tori, what's up with you, man? What's new? What's happening? What's going on? Not a whole lot's new. Just still working that new job. Uh, the guy trained me as a donkey, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go into that. Okay, it's personal. We're staying out of there. Except I'll tell you everything personal, other than that. 
but no, uh, enjoying that. Uh, been fishing a lot, shocker. And that's about it. Hadn't touched a golf club since I was in Saskatchewan. Oh boy. Well, speaking of that, so I, I leave next week for Toronto, but we have the club championship Saturday, Sunday, and I fly out with Mitch on Sunday. So if I play good on Saturday, I hope that they accommodate me and the the guys in my group to play earlier. If not, I got to walk off like whole four teams, like C boys, (laughs) but I'm out. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. You definitely don't, especially with how flights are going these days. You don't want to, you don't want to fool around with that. Yeah, and it's the only flight that goes like connecting Regina to Toronto. So, I mean, I hope uh, I play well, and then hopefully they accommodate us. But uh, if not, then I'm I'm withdrawing from a golf tournament for the first time ever. So, well, you'll play good. You're on a heater right now. I hope. Um, hey, I want to go to the the juniors quickly here. Did you see the scores? Oh my goodness, Chase, have a week, buddy. Dude, these guys. Yeah, we. I don't even want to attempt to say his name, but. Holy, I just say other Poltrico. than round two? I think it's Pochico. We're going with that. Okay. But dude, didn't you interview him in Nipwin last year or something like that? We might have after like one of the one of the round ones, yeah. And I okay. said, hey, hey, we're here with Chase. Chase P. So anyway. So I didn't know that you win money now, hey? Like for like actual cash money at the M. I didn't know that either. I I was referring to the uh, Canadian junior. Yeah, well, he, he won 525 bucks. Now, oh, I don't yeah. know if that's gift cards for juniors, but I'm told that the, at the mid and the am, you win money if you place high enough. Huh. But can we walk through some that's of these pretty from, from first place to 12th, the guy that won was minus 19. Chase was in T9 and was 11 under. That's solid, dude. That's so good. I don't care if you're playing. I don't care what course you're playing. I don't care if you're playing the Goulet. That's yeah. good playing. So here, we're off of Chase's scores here. He was the um, the the best Saskatchewan guy. Chase was minus 11, 71, 75, 65, 66. Nice playing, dude. Luke Cote from the Royal Regina, minus 2, yep. 69, 70, 73, 74. Bang. And Hunter Kucher from the Royal Regina, plus 4, 71, 70, 78, 73. So it's all playing by the boys. Nice work, man. Awesome. And even the guys that didn't make the cut, that's still awesome that they got to go right. and, and got to that, that they made it there. That's still an awesome accomplishment. Not, not many people get to play in a, a national championship. I don't care what the sport is. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Throwing, throwing that out there. So yeah, good job to those boys. Uh, if you see me at the golf club, give them a, a stick tap. Congrats. Good job. Maybe a butt tap. Who knows? Okay, this may be the first time in 127 episodes. Not a hazel bump. The reverse hazel bump. I know where you're going with this, and I was going to say, can, can I go ahead and say this? Sure, yep. So my wife, this, my wife calls me the jinx king because I have, <laughs> I am a master of jinxing things. Are you going with Joe here? Yeah, man, that's okay. a, that's a tough okay. one. Like, I got so, so many messages that day. When when we interviewed him, I said, have you guys ever been close to splitting up? And he was like, "We, you know, we've had differences here and there. 
but never even close. And then he gets canned, just gassed. And what did Ricky do today? 65, bang. Five under. You know what? What's that? I think first off, we just got to say, like, to him and Ricky, like, what a run. Like, those two guys. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, they had a run for, what, 10, 11 years, maybe longer. So, you know, congrats and kudos to both of them for a great, whatever it was, 10-plus years together. Great marriage. Nice marriage. Good run. And then, like, the next, like, when it happened, my phone blew up. Is this a reverse Hazelbump? Oh, I should have had him on last week. Oh, we should have him a week later. I was like, oh, my God, quit texting me. So I thought about trying to DM him, but then I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, but you know what? I guarantee he won't be unemployed for more than like two weeks. Someone's going to no. pick him up like very be quick. Fine. I just wanted to say like, like one, let me say in the podcast, great dude. Two, man, like it's shitty, but he's going to be on, a, he's going to be on someone's bag sooner or later now. Uh, or he can get into male modeling. That too. He is a missile. He's a handsome bugger. Him and Adam Scott for uh, Calvin Klein model. Perfect. Yep. There you go. Okay. Now, did you see Scotty Scheffler and Cam Smith? Uh, no. I, I saw Cam Smith signed with the Live. So he signed with the Live. And I was just watching a clip the other day, and then, or today, sorry. And Scotty like, looks this way, looks back, and then tries to play it off like doesn't know what he's doing. He walks directly in Cam Smith's line. And Cam looks up like, like so confused. The people on Twitter are like, "Oh, you should just be doing that all, all 18 holes. Like, you should fight him. Like this and that. Like, like it was unbelievable." But Scotty just like, I don't, clearly he doesn't. We can't say that he doesn't want guys to go. But from when what he did there was actually kind of funny. But <laughs> I guess I don't know. I didn't see it, so I can't really. He was throwing say a little, a throwing a little shade. It was kind of funny, but I got you. Hey, where where is Kadri going? You ask us every episode. I have no idea. I know. If I had to put a wager down, I don't know. Speaking put one of down. Wager, Speaking of wager, if I had to put one down, I'd use bet ninety nine for it. Boom. With the sign up code off the hosel one. We go big using one. the website bet99.com or download the app bet ninety nine. Bet responsibly. Know your limits. And bet that Kadri goes to the Islanders. Oh, him and Ebb's on the line. Maybe so. No, oh, Ebb's hell? in Seattle, you dumbass. Donkey. God bless America, See, dude. I missed one week for a podcast and my brain shuts off. Sorry, I saw Ebb this morning. Shit. He was practicing. Well, yeah, he's only been there a year, but whatever. Blame <laughs> oh, it on the last my, week. Oh, my goodness. No, I literally meant to say, um, what's the other? Oh, Barzell. Barzell. I mean, Anyways, Max. I knew that Abs was playing in Seattle. Or in, yeah, in Seattle. Oh my goodness. Seattle had like seven Saskatchewan guys drafted to their team when they had that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was wild. Uh what did we we talked about something? Golf. What's happening locally right now in golf? Locally? When I point to you. Well, we had we had Rick Hallberg win, but we brought that up last episode. Oh, Kim Walker won again. The third uh, was a country or Washington country club championship, I mean, club champ. Ty Wright won again. And the Fraser Cup is this year, Washington versus Royal. Going to be a barn burner again. Oh, 
I'm excited for that. Oh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited too. It's gonna be Speaking fun. of that, I'm going to bring something related to that up when we talk to our guest. Um, Perfect. But yeah, no, I'm excited to hear about the old Fraser Cup. Who, what, what celeb do you have doing the pregame speech for you guys this year? Or, or can you disclose that? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I need to find someone. Maybe we'll get like Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Okay. What about Presty? Oh yeah, he'd be good. He'd Pre- be solid. We'll, we'll find someone. I'll talk to our well if I if I made the team, but Sean McNall, he's the captain, and he'll be on the week leading up into the Fraser Cup. And Merles, Washington, yeah, Merles just comes on. No, we need Foles. Fairway Foles comes on. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who the Washington captain is, but it'll be Sean McNall, the captain, and then Washington's captain. They'll come on the week leading up to the tournament. So um, Ryan McNall. I thought it would be Rye guy. I'm not sure though. So we'll find probably, out. Probably probably Zaba. He's taller and more handsome. Missile. Uh okay. World Congrats Cup. to him, by the way. On on, I think he didn't he not just get married or am I like way late? Yeah, on he that? got married. Yeah, like a few weeks. Okay, ago. it's all good. Uh, okay, World Juniors. They're on right now in Edmonton. Canada won yesterday. They're playing right now. I don't eight one or something like that. Speaking of that, I need to turn that on. It's in the middle of August. The, what are the what are your thoughts on that? Wild. Well, I was supposed to go. And I was trying to go with with Rip, and he's there right now. And what's he doing, scouting? Nah, well, I think his whole agency's there. So his agency, they have a lot of players there. He's just hanging out and having a weekend, playing golf at the Royal Mayfair tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I think I watched a period of the USA game, and they were unbelievable. I cut the whole first period for video of myself, and then the rest of it, I was just like, I'm. It's the middle of August. I, I just, it's hard for me to watch hockey in the middle of August. Current, currently 10-1 with a minute left in the third. Stay hot. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Tori? Uh, not a lot. I'm just kind of confused if I'm going to get into the World Juniors or not. How, how are they doing? Like, I'm so uneducated on this. Uh, how are, is the roster is going to be about the same as they were in December or uh, December, January, or is it a completely yeah, different so, team? Yeah, so, like, it's different, but, like, they have some guys there, like Kent Johnson's back, Bedard's back. Um, what's his name? Because, like, some of the 19-year-olds, like, say Owen Power, like, he probably – there's no sense in him risking injury. Well, what's his name? Uh, that said, he's already been drafted. So, I don't know. Okay, help me out here. You're watching the game right now? 23. Who's the captain? Oh, my goodness. Best point on the team besides Bedard. Yeah, I was going to say Bedard. <laughs> oh. And then Power. Doesn't matter. He, anyways, he has sick. not took a day off since last year. Like He played on eight teams last year. He went to the Olympics. He went to World Juniors the first time. World Juniors now. He played in the OHL, OHL Cup. He, or OHL Final. He played in the Mem Cup. He, he's been everywhere. What's his name? Oh, an idiot. He blew it. You absolutely blew it. You're zero helper. Well, oh, Mason McTavish. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Fuck. So he's back again. He's deadly. And that he has not took a minute off for rest, it seems like. And he, oh, and he played in the NHL last year and the AHL. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have it. Yeah. He's, he's going to do okay. 
So, but more or less, nope. that's uh, hey, what are your thoughts? Should, should I bring the podcast gear down to Toronto? Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. Maybe I'll run into uh, what's that ref's name? Gear Rank. Well, I Maybe tried getting him on a while back, but I know with the NHL stuff, you can't do podcasts or whatever. So, oh, okay, yeah, but. I think if I missed the cut, straight up podcast the rest the next two days, three days. Since the Jays gotcha. are in town. That'll be cool. That stinks. Also, giveaway right now on Off the Hustle page on Instagram, Twitter. It's two rounds and carts to Deer Valley, one of our good sponsors of the podcast. Go check it out. Tag two buddies, share it, and tag us in Deer Valley to get your name in for the draw. Boom. Or you can oh. walk if you want to. No, Rough walk. Draw ends Monday, and we'll announce the winner then. So, um, that's it, buddy. What else we got here? Uh, not a whole lot. I had a a funny life in <laughs> a day in the life of Tori. Oh yeah. You know those uh, little Caesars like pick up oh, yeah. the what is it called? Hot and ready. Yeah, like five so bucks. I, I, yep. Oh yeah, so good. Oh my god, just trash, absolute trash food, but very tasty so i got one the other day i got off early and i picked one up and i fucking i had seven of the eight slices and the only reason i didn't have the eighth because i thought man i'm gonna be like a fat ass if i have an entire pizza so i'm just gonna yeah. leave this here i judge and you. feel better about myself that you know you know you got to watch calories right so you can't have the entire pizza that would just be ridiculous. So just have seven pieces. Is that the story? So you see, it's seven, and then you actually painted the toilet seat that night. I bet, hey, or the morning after. <laughs> no, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> a lot of cheese on there. That'll slow things down a bit. Who Who is this Joe guy? Or is that 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 was the Joe comment earlier? Like we talked about. Joe yeah, Joe Scovran. 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 Oh man, I feel so bad with that guy. What a beauty. We jinxed him, dude. We did. I'll, I'll take the blame. Mason McTavish, player of the game, by the way. It turned on. Uh, just kidding. Connor Bedard. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. Okay, All right. Well, let's go to our let's guest today. Let's get to the interview here. So our guest today is from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Tori's buddy. Played a lot of golf with him. Grew up with him a little bit. Uh, spent some time in Malfort. We'll have him on uh, right now. Uh, from what I heard, he's nothing but a good dude. Good player. Oh, that's anybody over the age of 33 knows exactly who this is. Anyone younger needs to know exactly who he is because he's a fucking legend. There it is. Uh, Luke Sheard on episode 127 off the hosel. Uh, Tori, any last minute thoughts before we send it over to Luke? Can't wait. All right, here it is. Episode 127. We hope you enjoy it. Lost Mountain Distilleries spring seasonal releases are here. They have a ton of great options for this spring and summer, like hibiscus lime vodka, sweet tea vodka, local coconut vodka, and local watermelon vodka. With the nice weather coming, it's time to get out on the patio and enjoy a taste of Saskatchewan from Lost Mountain Distillery, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. Keep an eye out for the ready-to-drink beverages, raspberry mojito, gin fizz, and mango seltzer, which are coming soon. Can't make it out to the distillery in Lumsden? No problem. Their products are available online or at most retailers across the province. Head to lastmountaindistillery.com to learn more. I the summertime. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the interview with maybe not the white whale, which in my opinion was Jim Sissons, but one of the white whales I've been wanting to get on forever, Mr. Luke Sheard, 1992 juvenile SAS team member, 1995 to 97 junior SAS team member, SAS junior champion, two-time men amateur teams, two-time Northern amateur winner, Melford amateur or Melford open winner, blah, blah, blah. I could go on for days. I'm, Holy, get the Jurgens out. Oh boy. <laughs> Just double wristing them here. But Luke, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having on, having me on your show, guys. Absolutely. Like, Luke, what's Hori gets going here? Does he's going to go on a, on a tangent right away? Man, I've heard nothing but good things about you. I heard you're a legend. Uh, I can't wait to hear some stories that I'm sure Tori has. I mean, I'm new, new to, you know, meeting you, but even like the first 28 things he listed off there, that's unbelievable. Um, you know, first off, you know, how, how are things with you? What's new? You know, what's happening in, in your world? Uh, my world's pretty good. I mean, busy family, three kids, uh, oldest is 14 and I got a 12 year old and a seven year old boy, boy, girl, I go, uh, so life's busy, uh, kind of they're into soccer in the spring summer and then uh, hockey and even dance in the winter so life's busy right now yeah awesome oh boy they play do they play any golf yeah they do uh they're not uh all that competitive yet um that might come my oldest uh is this this year has been the most he's played in well his whole life so uh, he's a member out at the Warman, the legends, both boys are. And, uh, yeah, so that they're getting out, they're getting out more this year, but, uh, they, they enjoy the game. They just, uh, maybe a little timid on the competition side of things right now. It'll come. It'll come. Do you go yeah. out there with them quite a bit? I do. I try to, uh, my mom, she, she, we're fortunate. She can, she takes her holidays in the summer. So she gets them a lot of the uh school break and takes them out to the course but on the odd weekend yeah for sure i'll get out there with them yep beautiful i like it uh luke i want to ask also like so obviously you mentioned warman so you're living there i'm assuming um yeah like i mean what's that like i mean that course is unbelievable too so are you, are you living right on the course there uh actually uh, we live in uh martinsville uh, okay. a few minute drive uh but yeah the course at warman is unbelievable um Every golf course this year that I've talked to people or either played myself, uh, which hasn't been much, uh, they're just mint. But Warman's definitely uh, uh, kind of a gem, I would say, for uh, course conditions, yes. For sure. I, I got to ask the question that everyone's wondering right now. When are you getting back into competitive? I know you played the qualifier in PA, but when are you going back full-time? <laughs> To start oh, whipping some man. ass. I, if you would have asked me this before the qualifier for PA, I might have said, uh, might have said in a, a couple of years, but I, I, I got at least a couple of years to work to practice uh, before I can think of that, I guess. But it, I, I hope to, I mean, I miss it. I miss it big time. Um, every time I get out just around the course, when I'm seeing some of those guys, it's a lot of fun. And I'll, one of these times when you're back, Tori, I'll have to enter whatever tournament you're back for. See you. Again. I'll definitely, yeah. I'll definitely let you know, man. And we we've, yeah, we've talked about it with just about every guest on here from Saskatchewan. It's all about seeing the guys, you know? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. What a great group of guys, right. From 
like you say, the Jim Sissons uh, era, Dean Prosky, and then now the younger guys, which I don't, I don't know all that well, but, but seeing them and, uh, and I mean, I, I went out and watched part of the Saskatoon city amateur this year. And uh, that, that was awesome just to see some of those kids uh, or not kids, but young men, uh, the way they can hit it. It's just awesome. You're, you're turning into the modern day Ed Ross. <laughs> yeah. I just need to start blowing up some balloons and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Ed Ross, what a guy. He, Dude, he I, actually I, gave me a ride this year when I was out at the city M. He was the guy I was riding on the cart with. <laughs> it doesn't shock me everywhere you were every tournament. There was Ed Ross. He, yeah. he liked, he liked him some loop. He loved, he loved getting out and watching, uh, but yeah, he was, a he was great to me and just a, a great person. Ed was, Ed is, yes. That's uh, another guy, Drew, we need to try to get on, by the way. He's a legend. Yo, for sure. Legend. We love yeah. legends on the pod for sure. I think, uh, can I just tell a quick Ed Ross story? It was, uh, it was, I think it was called the Culligan cup or the aquifer cup. It was like, yeah. 10, 10 guys from Saskatoon, I think, or 12 maybe versus 10 or 12 from Regina. And that year it was at the Willows. And uh, that night, Ed was our captain. Ed was our non-playing captain. And he just kind of rode around. And then that night at the team party, he was that's where he was blowing up balloon animals with balloons and you could make whatever <laughs> you wanted. Snake, teddy bear, anything you want, Ed Ross. Well, of course. Wild. Can, yeah, can you not that. do that? No, <laughs> so dude. Got, I actually so have. He's got soft mitts, is what you're saying. Then perfect. I hear that. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> I actually have in my notes Culligan Cup. Do you have Do you have any good stories about those days? I heard you oh. guys tore it up around the exhibition grounds. Oh man, I I have I have amazing stories, but I don't know who <laughs> that might listen to this down the road might not want. <laughs> J- hey, jockey no, won't I, care. We, you can share we, anything we about him. Funny. I'm sure. It, we did, uh, we ended up uh, at a house for one of the team members right across from Stan's place in Saskatoon, Lorne and Ruth. And mm-hmm. we were, the, the night involved uh, flaming Zambucas, uh, hitting five irons or whatever over the freeway. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a fun, fun night. I forget Good who team. told me the story about it, but I heard it was a time. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, Colvin, Colin was on there, and he went up on stage at Stan's place because it was it was a Huskies. Uh, I think it was a women's volleyball team. They're like oh. big fundraiser, or, or maybe it was the basketball women's. I can't remember, but they were doing. They got got him up on stage with their whole team, and he was doing in Sambuca. It was. Is, is it was that fun. when he was rocking the big old specs too? I believe so. Yes. I oh, believe perfect. Yes. We need a picture of that stat. Yeah. yeah Taylor, I want to ask about obviously the first time, you know, you picked up the sport, obviously of a golf. When do you start playing? And, you know, when did you kind of go, Hey, and I'm pretty good at this game and I, I can play and, you know, I, I can compete and, and be effective. Well, I started, uh, I started when I was, I was, uh, five and a half or all, oh, I guess. Yeah. I was before I was six and just hitting balls in a park. And I don't so much remember that other than, uh, maybe vague memories, but, uh, when I was 11, my mom got me a membership at, uh, Saskatoon golf country club, uh, before the West. So just the country club. And then, uh, 
either got dropped off or rode my bike there and was out there for many years, uh, whether it was, I started work there when I was 13, I believe. Um, so I, I lived out there and out there, I guess I started maybe thinking, uh, playing in the odd junior tournament and doing well, right. uh, winning some of them. Um, I thought, okay, I, I really enjoy this game of golf and, uh, let's see what I can do kind of thing. Okay. So, and obviously that when Tori mentioned all like the, your, your accolades of, you know, the 92 ju- juvenile SAS team and 95, 97 junior SAS team member, like, you know, it, obviously you started to heat up a little bit at some point because you were, you know, I think it was 18th at nationals and then you won the SAS junior in, you know, 97. I, I was two, by the way. Um, but I mean, <laughs> Hey, like, you know, walk us through just as uh, success you had early and, you know, obviously growing yeah. to your amateur career. Okay. Um, well, at the East course, uh, I, I remember playing a lot with, uh, Jim Sissons and his son, uh, not Scott, but, uh, his younger son, Jeff Sissons, who, they, they taught me a lot, both, both of them. Um, and, and from there, I mean, I entered every tournament I could. Um, yeah, the 90, the, year, the 97, I believe it was, or 98 SAS Junior. I, yeah. I was doing really well leading up to that tournament. Uh, won quite a few events. And, uh, and I, I had heard about this guy named Graham Dillette, and I was going to his home course and, uh, and I was fortunate enough to come out on top, uh, that one time. Um, but, but that kind of, I guess when I was 17, 18, that's when I kind of started having big success and then into men's men's golf with the city amateurs. Uh, I think I had three and five or six years, uh, and, and from there I was, uh, yeah, I guess going back a little bit, I got a golf scholarship to, uh, Loyola University in Chicago. Um, great memories there. Uh, didn't last as long as it should have, but uh, great memories. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, into my early uh, 20s, mid 20s, uh, I, I played a lot of golf. Like I said, like 100, 100 to 150 rounds a year. I mean, I worked at the golf course. I golfed. I worked. I golfed. I, I didn't. My friends were at the golf course. Like right. It was. Uh, it, it was just molded. The game, the game was something that I loved and I still do to this day. Yeah. That's awesome. How did, how did Loyola find you or did you find them? My, uh, my mom, actually, she's, she's done a lot, including that she, uh, put together like demo videos of me at the golf dome, a uh, little like, uh, um, a write up about some accomplishments and, uh, sent it off, uh, sent it to many schools. Uh, and Loyola was a div one school and they offered me uh, a full ride. Um, yeah. So it, it, that was, that was the thing. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't come from a ton of money. My mom was a um, single mom for part of my youth. And then uh, my stepdad, he was also a, a blue collar worker, I guess you could say there wasn't a ton of extra money. So when we got schooling offered uh i jumped at it he caddied for you a good bit didn't he well that's uh that's my other stepdad <laughs> okay i have uh yeah she my mom's on uh her third marriage and uh yes the one you're talking about tori he he did he his son uh played on the canadian tour or formerly canadian tour for many years uh he was two years older than me from bc scott crawl 
very, uh, very uh, good junior and amateur career before turning professional. But yeah, when when Mike moved here, he he caddied all the time for me. I just remember seeing the picture in the Star Phoenix of you in your Loyola shirt. It looked like it was at Wildwood, maybe. Did you play at Wildwood? I uh, never remember, but I played okay. there lots. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. Just with the, I think it was a maroon colored shirt, maybe that said yeah. Loyola. I was like, man, what a badass. Yeah, the Ramblers. Uh, they there were you the Ramblers. go. Yep. Uh, Luke, I have a question. So you, you you played. I think you played on how many Sacam teams? Two. Two. Yes. Okay, so two there, you know, the Northern you won twice. Um, man, you had so much success, and then you went and played college. Was there ever a thought of, like, you know, hey, like, I'm pretty good. Can I play pro now? Or, like, did you, did you have a sniff at it? Did you play some events? Like, was there ever, like, hey, I'm going full in? There, there, there was – yeah, there was. I just didn't uh, – I didn't have the courage or the motivation to, to risk – failure i guess i was uh I, I don't know how to put it any better um i was i was very successful uh playing amateur golf like not uh wealth wise but uh i was i was doing really well and uh getting by and i i tried one one uh event basically to qualify and i don't know how many i missed the stroke by or the cut by but i, I wasn't close um that that was it that was it that was and that was when i was young too i think uh early third like late 20s early 30s late okay. 20s early 30s yeah nice i yeah Look, no problem. give me give me a ballpark i was telling um i was telling drew because drew's young i was telling him i was like anyone over 33 knows exactly who luke sheard is but then you kind of stopped once casper was born it seemed like yeah, but yeah. how many top threes do you think you've had ballpark? Because <laughs> I told him I said you didn't win everything, but you were always top three. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, after like even before Casper was born, I kind of, I, I, I wasn't in golf space or whatever, and I, I didn't play in a ton of uh, Sask Ams, for example. But I guess two on. Two in that, and I, I, I would say 50-ish, maybe. Maybe. Uh, That's five it. Zero? Five zero? Maybe. I, I, maybe 25, I'm in. Sorry. I, Shit, I, I probably know. witnessed 60. Dude, yeah. that's wild. Okay, okay. okay. Maybe, maybe maybe 65 then, Tori. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. Don't be so modest. Hey, Luke, you mentioned Jim Sissons, and, you know, like you, you played a lot of golf with them and, you know, we've had him on and I learned a lot just in that hour interview with Jim. I could have talked to him for 10 hours. You played with him lots, you know, just what are some maybe things he mentioned to you or some advice that you learned along the way to just have that success? I, I remember him, uh, the seventh hole at the Saskatoon East course, which is now kind of like the, I think it's kind of like the parking lot almost or not quite okay. not there anymore. Anyway, he, I, I hit it in the bunker off the tee and he said, well, and I hooked it and I was, I always hook it. And uh, he's like, no, oh, that grip, that grip's good now. But as you get older and stronger, that grip won't be good for good, consistent uh, contact. And, and I mean, he was right. I mean, it, uh, sure. Uh, it was a baseball grip, strong, right hand, strong, left hand. Uh, it was Built for prairie hooks for sure. Yeah. 
but but not for uh, firm, fast greens or even uh, yeah, like where elevation change. Uh, he was right. Uh, that that's one thing that I remember. Uh, Dean Prosky, he's another guy. He's he's closer to my age, but uh, he was he was older than me, and I looked up to him huge uh, as as a little kid cleaning clubs at that golf course and running out to watch the central him against Parrington. Uh, those were the days like I, I lived for those. Uh, Dean taught me a lot too. Dean taught me a lot too. I heard too. Dean was a stick back in the day. So he, he was, he was, he played, he played the max fly HT Balada. No one played that ball. I mean, it was probably close to 10 bucks or 15 bucks for three. So they weren't cheap, but that thing, you just, you hit it just, and it's got a huge smile and it's like, uh, yeah, it was like a, a ping pong ball. Almost that thing. It was he a marshmallow. Just, yeah. He could make that thing dance the liquid center. I think it said on it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those things you hit it and it felt like you hit a cotton ball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a marshmallow or cotton ball. One of them. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of mentors at that SAS club, I remember, and I hope this is not a lie, but Tim Cohn told me one time he saw you struggling in the bunker and he said he helped you out a bit there. Yeah. Tim, uh, Tim, like Dean, I mean, they were, they were, they were two of like the top club players, I would say, um, as I was maybe early, early high school. Um, but, but I started golfing lots with Tim and yeah, he, he helped me more in, than in just the bunker. He, he taught me how to hit a knockdown just by watching them. I mean, uh, like I, I kind of always hit the ball low, but not like Tim, like he, he could play in the wind that guy. That's for sure. He's sneaky underrated. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Agreed. All right. What else we got here, Tori? Well, uh, I'll tell you what, real quick before we go to questions from the gallery. Um, what, if you don't mind me asking, what, what caused you, you left college early, if I'm not mistaken, what, what happened there? Well, I mean, the best I could say is I just young and young and foolish, uh, I mean, yeah, there, there, there was uh, missing home, missing girlfriend, uh, missing my friends. I mean, to party with, uh, I, I tell you, I, I had fun. I, I mean, I, I, I gave it all. I, I gave, gave it all. Like I, I, there was no half-ass uh, party in any way. And it, it caught up with me. I mean, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't keep my, my golf and my social life and everything. And, and, school got in the way too man i mean uh i uh i was just getting by i had a full ride and uh yeah i i made the decision that i missed uh what i had back home more than really thinking it through to to my not just my mom but a lot of my families uh um try they were trying to guide me obviously but not for uh pressuring me which that was the right thing to do but I made the wrong choice. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of just, uh, gave up the, the school and the competitive, uh, drive to, I always wanted to be the best. And, and, uh, at, at one point there when I wasn't practicing and I mean, I, I wasn't even close and, uh, that, that kind of put a dampener on how much I was getting out to, to, 
competitive tournaments. I got you. So I I don't know the best way to bring this up. You and I talked about it briefly on the phone. Uh, You talked about partying and stuff. Yeah. I think, I think you had a a rough time for a little bit and, and I think you mentioned it might be good to talk about it. So hopefully someone can take something away and it might help somebody. Um, Do you want to talk about those times? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if, if anyone that's maybe listening or going to listen to this, uh, ever battling, uh, anything, anything in terms of, uh, alcohol or drugs, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the be all end all. I, I, I've been clean now for just about 20 years and it's, uh, it's, you, you need the drive yourself. You need to want to yourself, no matter what anyone else, uh, around you says uh, how much they love you, whatever, you need to do it for yourself. And uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm in a better place now, that's for sure, than I was uh, 20 to 25 years ago, for sure. Good for you. We're happy. Everyone's yeah, happy awesome, for dude. you. Happy for you. Thanks, man. Thanks. <clears throat> okay, Luke, uh, let's go to our questions from the gallery sponsored by Rubber Co. Rubber Co. was founded in 2021, made out of 100% recycled tires, and has tons to offer. We offer rubber parking blocks, speed bumps, gym flooring, matting, and now our new hockey devices. Check out the website at www.rubberco.com, or can follow us on social media at rubber.co, and can call as well, 306-541-9840. Luke and everyone else out there, think with your head and choose the right rubber. Or else you'll have three. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go first, Drew. Shoot. Okay. Luke, this is uh, from my dad and partially me. Do you still have the two iron that you used to rip, like, past my driver? <coughs> I've had a few two irons. That, that, the one that I, I think you're talking about, it's in my uh, brother-in-law's golf bag, actually. Even though he doesn't, he doesn't hit anything other than a seven iron, uh, it's in his bag, yes. <laughs> That thing was like a butter knife that would go 295 feet off the ground. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was my my stinger, I guess. Uh, that that was good for uh, early spring golf in Saskatchewan when the ponds were frozen still and there was no not a hint of grass, uh, temporary greens. That was the that was the club that would go a long way. It was pretty to watch. Uh, Luke. Tori always says not to ask this question to everyone, but I'm an ask you because we never talked about scoring. So uh, your lowest round ever. Oh, lowest. It was the, uh, the lowest round ever. Uh, I'm fortunate. I shot a 59. Uh, what? It, no it was way. Not in a, it, yeah, it was not in a competitive uh, round. It was a Sunday morning. Uh, scramble. Men's men. Sunday morning. Yeah, not a scramble. No. <laughs> It was a it was a Sunday morning uh, Willows uh, group and uh, basically just got hot. Uh, there were there was five of us that morning in the, our group and uh, I, I parred number two uh, on lakes, but birdied everything else uh, on the front. And I had uh, a couple two putts for birdies. Like it could have been really low on the front, and wow. and then on the back, the back was just a slow start and one eagle, and then. Uh, couple birdies and then just hold on at the par par the last two for uh, 59 oh well i hear the birdies in the background that that must have been they shot in 50 yeah I said that yeah, they're that just chirping away oh my that was cool yeah wow so yeah. Is, that, is that low out there 59 
Well, the, it's uh, to my knowledge, it's tied. The the nation was it the nationwide tour used oh. to come to the Willows and uh, Guy Boros and uh, okay. I think I think Chip Beck both shot fifty nine at the Willows one in the in the same year. I've uh, counted in Chip Beck's group before. Chip That's Beck, yeah, unreal, dude. That's so sick. Yeah, that was all right. This this one's from uh, Phelpsy. Uh, do you want to talk about going to Royal Montreal and having to play in rain pants and buy socks? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my second Canadian am. Uh, I forget the year, but anyway, uh, that was, that was kind of back when I was uh, in the sauce, you could say. And uh, the night before I, I had a good night and uh, had a, the flight wasn't crazy early, it was like 10 and rushed to the, rushed to the airport with got all my stuff but i was just i just wearing like a wind jacket and uh shorts scraggly shorts or whatever and got to got on the plane got to montreal and of course because i was so late my golf bag and luggage never got put on the airplane is all i can think why it didn't make it to montreal on that flight um and yeah uh the tournament was at beaconsfield but we were playing a practice round at royal montreal so we got out there and uh and royal montreal's like uh well i mean it's like riverside on steroids like for dress code kind of thing and mm -hmm. uh walked into the pro shop and and there was no shorts allowed which obviously mine weren't in any kind of golf shorts but they were shorts and they weren't allowed so but then they said i could buy a pair of knickers uh, if I was wearing shorts, knickers, shorts were allowed if you wore knickers. So I didn't want to buy a pair of knickers for $22 or whatever they were. And, uh, so I borrowed a Bryce Bohoon's, uh, oh, rain yeah. pants from North Battleford. Bryce Bohoon lent me his rain pants and it was like plus 25 playing Royal Montreal <laughs> with rental clubs and sweating. And, uh, yeah, that was I remember that that day very well. Unbelievable. <laughs> Drew, I told you he's a legend, man. Oh, and, and you probably shot 63 that day too. No, That's no, I, I, no, those rentals, those rentals really made my hook, uh, hook even more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's my, well, that was, uh, that's a good story, but now we're gonna go to a favorite golf Saskatchewan memory. Favorite golf Saskatchewan memory? Probably, uh, probably battling out with that, that Sass Junior that I won with uh, Graham Dillette and uh, Lindsey Bernikiewicz. Uh, he was a year younger than me, Lindsey was, but uh, if you haven't had him on, I yeah, mean, we have, yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal uh, player back in the day um, and still, I'm sure. Um, but that, that would be one of my greatest memories uh, was was playing with those guys competing with them and and coming out on top that one time yeah what a group those three hey yeah oh. that was fun wow that was fun Tor all right lucky Th this one's from uh cobes first of all he said he wanted to relay that you're a very special person on and off the golf course and i think everyone who knows you knows that but uh do you want to tell us about a you were in a playoff hole at holiday park and you guys teed off on hole 10 and you told him, I think I got you. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember if I told, well, maybe if he's saying that, 
then I probably told him because well, he, uh, I he don't told remember. me the whole story. Yeah, I was okay. going to let you I, tell I, it if you remember it. I, I remember that tournament. That was the uh, Callaway Callaway Open. It was the the inaugural. Uh, now it's I think the Callaway Callaway Open maybe or uh, anyway it was yeah it was Holiday Park and hole ten I had uh, I had made uh, birdie in the in my in my rounds uh, just missed eagle and uh, when I was told we were going to ten I'd much prefer. 10 and one for some reason one's probably a better golf hole but uh 10 was just rip it and then try and get a wedge in there tight and uh yeah i mean he i came out on top in that one also uh one of the only times uh he colin and i have had many one one versus one battles at the northern uh twice he's beat me in the final two of his like 22 championships there came at my expense <laughs> <laughs> no the way he told the story is uh you guys went to the playoff and then obviously you hit it you hit it very far and you said i think i got you cobes and he he said he thought what the fuck like that's not like luke to like kind of boast like that and then you got up and they had one of those straightest drive things or whatever oh, yes, and your ball was yes. like on the line yeah that's right it was it was it was almost touching the line that's I do remember that now that you bring that up, Tori. Yes, uh, I did. Cause he, I mean, he's, he hits every center of every stripe he aims at kind of thing. And that's, I think I did get him there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, I have, uh, I have two more uh, favorite Saskatchewan golf course. It's either Waska Sioux or uh, Prince Albert Cook. Nice. So, I mean, Riverside, I love Riverside, but uh, North Battleford too. Uh, I'd say, I'd say PA Cook or Waska Sioux. Yeah. I bring up North Battleford every time. I think that's the most underrated course in the province. Absolutely. It's unbelievable too. And always great. It is. I haven't been back uh, for quite a few years, but I got it because it it was always one of my favorites. And everything that that was was the year that you qualified with Bryce Bohun. That's right. That's right. Carl, Carl, Bryce, and Graham. And Graham, yeah. That was the year I played in the Rain Pants, uh, Royal Montreal. Uh, But yes, Graham was low, low qualified. Carl won the AM that year. Yeah, Uh, one by one. I think, yeah. Bryce and I, I think, were kind of close, but way behind Carl and Graham uh, that last day. And uh, yeah, but at the Canadian AM, Graham that's like to me that's kind of where his where he he was phenomenal before that but that's kind of where it was like wow yeah the low qualifier at the Canadian Am he he had a couple uh get-togethers maybe with some Team Canada members uh it's like he was and he was on our team Team Sask it was representing it was awesome Back in the old green jacket days, too. Back in the old green jacket days, yeah. <laughs> that was that was my first AM, actually. Really? Yeah. At North Battleford. How old yeah. were you, Tori? Uh, 18, maybe, something like that. I didn't play many AM tournaments until I was too old for junior. Yeah, okay. I wasn't yeah. good. In, I didn't get good until late. But, well, and I only lasted like two years. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, 
tell tell the story about your uh the borrowed clubs when you shot in the 60s with like rentals uh yeah i mean there's there's i've i've borrowed clubs multiple times story that's i mean uh, yeah, <laughs> You never know when a game of golf is going to present itself or where you might be. I mean, like I if you're at the lobstick or something, I don't know. Yeah. Might just pop yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, grab a set of clubs. And I think, I think it was 69. Uh, they were tailor made. If I could re remember correct cavity back, I was used to uh, definitely playing blades. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, back, back in the day, it, it, it almost felt like it didn't matter what club I had. Uh, anything kind of felt comfortable as long as I could keep it on the grid off the tee. Yeah. Everything looked comfortable. I can tell you that much. Luke, uh, my last question for you, we, and I, we asked in every podcast, but what some, some advice for a young listener today, you know, especially that you played college golf, you're a successful player and you know, everything I've heard today, it's unbelievable. Some advice for them, boy or girl or man or woman, what it takes to make it, you know, the, the success and just how hard it is to get a college scholarship and just, you know, walk us through kind of some advice that you, you'd give them. Well, um, I, I would just say, uh, practice, uh, enjoy practicing because, uh, that's, that's where the true, uh, in my opinion, that's where we, where you get better. Yeah. Going out and playing every day is, helps too, but just, uh, honing things on the chipping green, putting green, especially for me. Um, I, I mean, if, if you love the game, love, love practice, uh, good things are going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Tori. All right. I, I got two quickies here, Luke. Okay. First one. Do you, do you still play in like skateboard shoes? Yeah, I, I got, uh, like tennis shoes now i like to play okay tennis shoes. You, got yeah, the, you got the dad shoes now i got the dad shoes yes yes <laughs> uh the extra cushion and a uh, little bit of grip in case you know you, you fall over or you slip you never yeah. know you never, never know do you, hey do you tee it up much um like you mean i remember you hit it off the deck quite a bit i i tend to hit my driver better off the deck i don't know why uh i i i always try and tee it up on the tee box though and uh i should maybe uh i get i guess when, when i was playing lots uh young i i had a two wood I, I i had a two wood ping callaway i had three or four in a row where i i, I struggled getting a driver very high so the two wood gave me a little extra loft and um i think that's kind of why i can hit a driver now off the ground is because those two woods were they were like a butter knife kind of right. with the little, yeah. Anyway, but yes, right. I still I do tee it up. Yes. My my very last one is what's your favorite golf hole in Saskatchewan? Whether it's challenging, best design, just a hole that sticks out to you. Ah, uh, I mean, for for visual, I'd say Waskasu number two. Uh, I, I love, there's a few holes at Waskasu, I'd say visual, um, but, uh, Sask West number nine, which, uh, it was, uh, it was an easy, easy par five, but I, I, I made an out or I got a, my first albatross there, uh, 
and ever since that day i, I love that whole uh hold the, the phone your first how many do you have i oh i have two i have two i got one uh like three years ago i think at the warman legends number six that was my, oh my second God. yeah you're yeah. a mutant wow. <laughs> yeah followed That's it wild. up with a couple doubles i think after that you know yeah. i hate that number nine if, if I, I can't remember if it's number no it was number nine i hate that they can never get it in like good condition like remember it was always like the grass was almost gray. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you were in the fairway, you were in like a, almost a bog or like sandy, wispy, like, uh, yeah, it was, it was tough around that pond, that corner of that, uh, aqua driving range for the West course. Yeah. What yeah. a legend that driving range was. Oh, oh it was, I, loved it was. I bet you, I bet you sent a few over. I did. Yeah. I we used <laughs> to have competitions. Uh, yeah. I mean, Randy probably won't like to hear this, but uh, it was his balls. I mean, we 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 picked some of them out, what we could find on the edge. But yeah, we we could get a tailwind, and man, you could get get on, on a heater for hitting them over. I remember yeah. being like seventeen or eighteen the first time I ever hit one, and I didn't see it splash. I was just, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that you know splash, you were high five, and that's for sure. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah uh man luke this has been a time today uh you know thanks to tori for setting this up i, I love this stuff like talking to guys that are just legends and I, I get to learn so much from you know you guys and you players and whatnot but um this is fun today i had a blast i, I hope you enjoyed it tori thanks again yeah yeah thanks guys that was i did enjoy it. thanks a lot thank you luke man i've been i've been i've said your name god knows how many times on this podcast every time it comes up i'm like man we got to get them on i'm glad we finally hooked up I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I got the opportunity. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks, Luke. Take care. Okay. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. Alrighty, episode 127 has been completed. What an episode. Dude, this guy's a stick. It's a good dude. Great stories. Shot 59. Sickening. Two albatrosses. Two albatrosses. Oh my God. I didn't want to ask one ones. You probably have 30 of them. Uh, yeah, like, dude, what a player and great find. Tori, you've been saying a while now. We got him on. I hope I'm gonna enjoy the interview because I I actually thoroughly enjoyed it, honestly. And I loved it. Like I said, he's he's one of the white whales. We got the white whale, but he's he's up there. One of the top three most talented players from Saskatchewan I've played with. I'll put it that way. Yeah, from what it sounds like, he's done a lot. And man, how about like it's kind of cool. He gets like he traveled with Graham and play with them and played again. 
even that one group, it was like him, Bernakevich, and and Graham. Yeah, like, is that good? Like, come, wow, couple couple wins between the three of them. And also, great advice for young listeners. He's a great voice for the game. I, I, I think I wish he'd play more. I'd love to play with him. Come no, I here. think he'd be a great mentor to to anybody who wants to listen. Um, I'm excited to see if if his sons get more into it because that could be dangerous. Yep, that that could be very well dangerous. Yep, absolutely. Watch out for Casper Sheard in about two years, just shredding. What um, I forgot to mention in the pre-show, dude. I got to hang out with not, well, bros, but I was I, I sat Bro. down fifty minutes with uh, yeah, fifteen twenty minutes, man. Like with me and Rip, uh, with Biz, man. That was cool. It was he's a cool, he's a ginormous human being though. For how he looks small on like the internet, but man, he's a big boy. Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't know what that's that's is. cool. I'm I'm jealous. I I hope uh, some of our listeners got to go to some of those bottle signings and all that. Yeah, I got a, I bought a bottle. He signed it. Kind of cool. And then like we didn't like want it at a photo because like me and Turner were saying, ah, we don't need a photo. And then like Biz is like, you boys want a photo when he left? And we're like, what do you say? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm good. Not into that. So we got a photo, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, I was trying to find his like, Turner, like he knows, just Turner plays over in Guilford. And so I brought his, hey, like my, my, my buddy Turner plays pro hockey in England. Oh, he goes, oh, no way, where? And Turner's like, well, Guilford. And he's like, oh, I, I played in uh, Cardiff. And then yeah. Yeah, they had a good chat about it. So, yeah, no, it was cool, man. It was a cool experience. You know, <laughs> he, he sounded tired though. What's up, boys? His voice is just out of like... Oh, it was. Sure. It sounds like a 400-day bender, but he's just battling. And we hang out with Pasha, the man behind the scenes for chicklets. That guy is an animal. Beauty. So, had a day. Drew, yeah. I, got, I got a question for you that no one wants to hear. What What's up with the uh, green pucks at the World Junior? I, I don't know pucks. Yeah, the pucks have, like, green on them. Like the logo? Anyways. Yeah. I don't know. Summertime? I, I have no idea. Mm, it looks like one of those... What are those biscuits called or whatever? Like I said, I've, I've watched 20 minutes of a hockey in the whole tournament so far, so... Fair enough. Hockey in August? I don't know. Canada dominating. That's all that matters. Mm, shocker. Uh, okay, so that was... Uh, you had to grind my gear, I think. You had a driving one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go! Yeah, 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 Let's yeah. go. I, got, oh, I well, got one too for it. I got two for you. Go. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna leave driving alone because I always go driving. But here's what grinds my gears: is homeowner associations. I don't think it's a real big thing in Saskatchewan, but it is here. And these fucking busy Bettys, just <laughs> people who are just so bored that they want to be the police of the neighborhood, kiss my ass. I'm so fucking tired of it. I've got grief for fishing after dark like twice now. And it, I'm just, I'm so tired of it. I'm just, it, it's it's ridiculous. Did like, I say this fuck, right? Sorry, go on. I, I'm just going to give you the first one. The, the first time I was fishing by the dock, which is lit. It is lit up. There's a light there. And it was like 45 minutes after dark. The sign says 
no fishing more than an hour after dark. Okay, so I'm within the limit. And this guy comes down and he's like, what are you doing? And I was fishing. That's my fish. He's like, well, other than fishing, I was like, breathing? Like, I don't, what, I, I don't know. Where are you going with this, like, pal? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, we've been having trouble down here. And I, I said to him, I said, if I was going to do something, you know, troublesome, I wouldn't do it under the light. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Get a life. Fuck off. Like, I'm not making any noise. I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yep. Like, fucking go away. Someone Anyways. Else. I always complain. There's my rant. I'm done. Here's my my two. Number one. Um, I don't know. I am going to stand by this forever. When I walk a golf course with a rickshaw, it's on the tee box. Sorry. And, <laughs> oh, man, people. Is this at Royal Regina? Just anywhere. Like, any golfer that, oh, yeah. at, like, they're like, people look at you. Or like, there has been times in my home club, like, we'll hear about it. And we're like, okay. Like, do you realize that there's... Th- 7,000 pound machines that cut the tee boxes, right? Yeah. Like, we're okay. Relax. Hey, hey, real quick. When the uh, when the AM was at Royal in like 07 or something like that. Um, 08, sorry. I got I got like a, uh, a warning that I would get a two-stroke penalty the next time I took my pull cart on the thing. And it's like, so I'm... I'm a hundred and whatever, 75 pounds and have spike (laughs) shoes. But this, this thing that's like 26 pounds with smooth wheels (laughs) is going to do more damage than me. Like, (laughs) like, I don't think anything gets in my head anymore when I'm golfing, but like that one. So I was like, Hey, what's your, what's your pull cart doing on the tee box? I don't know. Same as like that lawnmower that cut the grass. Well, it's holding my clubs. It's holding my clubs. That's what it's doing. That one, and I think I said it to you last time. I might have said it on on the on the putting green or like on a golf green when you're putting, and like people are like, oh, am I in your way? Like, or is my foot good here, dude? Three hundred people golf a day. Lawnmowers cut. If Tory's in a walking my linebacker and his foot's there, it ain't gonna move my my putt. I think. Yeah, I'm oh, still gonna miss about, the putt. Sorry about your line, bud. I don't care. Like if you're stomping on it like a dance party, but like if you're like by accident, who gets Hey, it? I'll tell you what though. The, oh no, I, I can't say it. Never mind. <laughs> tell me after. Anyways, yeah. Push carts, leave us alone. Uh, on the putting green, obviously be discreet about it. But like, hey, like, dude, you're. I don't know. It just rattles me. Like, oh, you stepped in my line, bro. Sorry. Good luck. Nice five. You should try not to, but no, if sure. you do by accident, no, no, no. it happens. But no, someone but I, just walked there five minutes ago. No, but like when people go like, oh, sorry, man, I stepped your line by accident. Okay. Or the one guys are like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? It's my line. Bro, it's my line, bro. Okay. Great. I'll two putt anyways. Don't worry. We're good. I like your shirt, by the way. Thank you. We should get some more merch coming out, I think. It's important. Just try a little harder. Uh, okay. Well, uh, that's episode 127. Luke Sheard. Tori, anything else before we leave here? Luke is a legend, and that was awesome to catch up with him and go Canada in the World Junior. Here we go, boys. There it is. Uh, next week, we'll try and get one out before I leave, and then hopefully get some recordings down in Thornhill. 
Good luck, all the boys going to the mid-am. Here we go. Let's tear it up, fellas. Let's go. All right. There it is. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.